everyone, welcome back to the Investigation Game mini-series. We've come to realize that our mini-sodes need to stay mini. So this week, and moving forward, we're going to be using a timer to make sure every time we do our episodes, they stay under 10 minutes. On this mini-sode, we discuss how to avoid a bad bookkeeper, and what to do if you think you might have one. What I want to start with this week is a couple questions about the upcoming podcast. And one of the topics you bring up is cash balances. Not too sure what those are. Yeah. So in the story, I referenced that the owner knew that there was a problem with his cash balances. A lot of business owners don't actually know anything about their financial statements, but they do know how much cash is in their bank account. Whenever I reference the cash balances, that's what I'm talking about. How much cash is in the bank? Oh, okay. So whenever you're telling them to like review their cash balances, that's just looking through in all the statements and everything that they Yeah, so the cash balance, you've got a beginning balance, you have deposits, you have checks or expenses written out of it, and then you've got your ending balance. And a lot of times business owners kind of know what that ending balance should be Mm -hmm. every month. A lot of times it's when that number doesn't look right, that's when they know that they have a problem. It's one of the most common areas that people say something's just not right with cash. And Mm -hmm. they're just looking at their bank account and let's say their average normally should be 20 grand a month. It's only five grand a month. They just know something's not quite right, but they don't necessarily know what that looks like on the financial statements, but they can tell you cash in the bank is too low. Okay. Okay. I see. I think I understand now. It's just basically they know the specific number mm-hmm. and some months it's just looking a little off mm-hmm. and then that's when they know something's wrong. Yeah. Especially oh. if sales have been good, expenses, they haven't bought anything crazy. Why is this cash balance at the end of the month? Why is that looking weird? Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah. understand. So then the next part of it is reconciling, which yes. I've heard that word <laughs> so many times. Yeah. And I know it's something about looking at two accounts. Typically, when you hear the word reconcile Mm -hmm. in the accounting world, you're typically saying, okay, these transactions have gone through the bank, but these transactions have been recorded in my accounting system. So most common is QuickBooks. I've written all of these checks. I've accepted these deposits, but they haven't necessarily been processed or cleared through the bank yet. And that process of reconciliation helps you determine that accounting system. You can see how much cash do you really have. Because the cash in the bank might say that you have $20,000, but let's say that you wrote a $10,000 check yesterday and it hasn't cleared. So really, you don't have $20,000 in your bank account to go spend. You actually only have $10,000 in your bank account to go spend. But sometimes there's things that get posted to the bank that maybe you forgot to put in your accounting system, or maybe there's things that have been in your accounting system. But I had this happen not too long ago that I had written a check, so it's in my accounting system, but it had been about four months and this check hadn't cleared my bank account. So I, and it was a refund of a client's deposit. So I called the client and said, Hey, this hasn't cleared yet. What happened? Well, it ended up at an old address. And so we did a stop pay and reissued the check. So it was recorded in my accounting system, but it had never cleared the bank. And the only way that you know that is by comparing those two sources. So we use that same strategy to find missing money. It's a strategy to find that. And the way you do it is just take the data out of one system. So in our case story next week that we talk about, they have a computer software that is saying this many products were sold to customers. Well, if I sell a product to a customer, I probably need to bill that customer, right? If my plant computer says that we sold and shipped 30 units, I need to go look in the accounting system to make sure that I sold 30 and billed for 30 units. I won't ruin the, you know, I'm not going (laughs) to spoil and give a spoiler here, but 
whenever, so that's the process of reconciliation. What exists in one system, what exists in the other, and you compare the two. So if you think back to like, I don't know, middle school math, intermediate school math, when you'd have a Venn diagram, that's what you're doing. You're looking to see what matches, what doesn't match. I really wish everybody could see this face right now. Like the light bulb from the Little Investigation Game podcast logo just came on. I feel like my eyes just got so it much did. bigger. It did. They did. Like this whole time you were like going through explanation, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. You, you, and then just the last second I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. Venn diagram. Okay. Okay. I'm going to rephrase just for okay. my sake. Okay. So basically it's one account that you've put together yourself of everything that's been done. And then mm -hmm. there's this second account that's your bank. Maybe the bank, yeah. Maybe the bank, and then it's what they have recorded. Mm -hmm. So then when you compare the two, if there's any sort of discrepancies of you see 5,000 and they see nothing in there, what does yeah. that mean? It just depends. Every difference uh -huh. just kind of depends. But it at least shows you where to start. Because if it matches, you're normally good to go. Okay. Like, let's move on. But if things don't match, so why was this check that I wrote four months ago, why hadn't it been through the bank yet? Mm -hmm. You know, why hadn't they cashed it? So following up with that or with that customer to say, hey, did you realize I sent that refund check? Oh, no, we never got it. So okay. it just helps you track down what your problems mm -hmm. might be. And a lot of business owners just don't normally do that? or Well, a lot of times that is put into the job responsibility of whoever their bookkeeper is, their office manager. Oh. And actually, one of the number one most common symptoms of an embezzlement is that that bookkeeper or office manager just doesn't reconcile at all. Really? And if they don't reconcile, you're probably going to have a pretty big problem. Oh. Now, sometimes it might be because your bookkeeper doesn't know what they're doing, which is still real sad. <laughs> but also, if it's not being reconciled and you're not checking it all the time, then there could be things that cleared the bank, say a check written to the office manager, but it's not showing up in your accounting system. So you don't even know that that money's gone if you go look at the accounting system. Okay. Now, if you're looking at your bank statements, something like that would show up. Mm -hmm. But yes, you got it. Taking two systems and nice. looking to see what match and doesn't match. You okay. need like a little sound effect here. <laughs> I'm going to put, I should just put one in. Just yeah. like, bing. Yep. We got it. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So What's next? Just kind of in connection with what we were just talking about, how there's sometimes a bookkeeper. In the case story next week, you mentioned that there was a bookkeeper that was kind of abusing the system mm -hmm. because that was how it was working. Right. So how do owners avoid that kind of person and what do they do if they have one? Yeah, so a lot of times this person starts out being the most trustworthy, the most responsible person ever. And then something just kind of happens in this person's life and it seems more convenient to solve a problem with an employer's money and maybe they think they're going to pay it back. And then it just kind of spirals out of control. That's what you see most, most often in embezzlement from a small business. What you really want to do is one, and we kind of talked about this on the Tiffany podcast. Go back and listen to that interview with Tiffany Couch. Look at your bank statements, number one. Number two, make sure that the reconciliation is happening every month. And if you don't know how to do that, maybe we need to do a how-to on just Honestly. how to go check in <laughs> QuickBooks and Zero and Peachtree to make sure mm -hmm. that they're reconciling. Then also just providing that type of oversight is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's how they handle it, not so much, but how would they like avoid it? I guess that, yeah, that's that kind of how you, there's not like some sort of radar detector, mm -hmm. right? For somebody's personality. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, okay, I won't get into that. <laughs> some people might disagree with me, but those are the ways that you just check up on it. To me, it's not, uh, this is going to sound real negative, but it's not about 
uh, preventing 100% of fraud because mm-hmm. I don't believe that's actually possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's about being able to detect it when it happens so you catch it at $500 instead of $500,000. That's true. That's yeah. what I recommend. So basically it's just a business owner has to step in every so often and say, hey, I just want to make sure we're still doing these things rather than having no idea what's going on. Yep. And because we're data sleuths, another thing I would also plug here is that wherever those systems don't talk to each other, like a plant computer to QuickBooks or whatever, there are ways that actually the team at Workman can set up automated tests where we can actually tell you, hey, these things aren't matching, just kind of as a behind the scenes testing and prevention from a data standpoint. Oh, okay. I had no idea we could do that. I'm learning so much. (laughs) You're learning so much in these mini shows. And I would also add, I've got 30 seconds. Yep. So I would also (laughs) add that if you suspect embezzlement or if you're concerned, especially after you listen to the case study next week, the number one thing to do is to call and I would recommend you call us obviously, but call an expert, let them go in and test and look at the problem pretty quickly, but don't be emotional and fire the employee immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. You can do some of these things behind the scene, but your employee is your best source of information. And so if you can go and research this, time's up. Guess you'll have to listen next time. (laughs) Honestly, you did really good. That was so bad. (laughs) Well, thanks, Leah, for uh, another mini-sode. I hope it didn't stress you out. No, I got this all day. (laughs) I I just love the the sheer Well, I hope this week's episode helped everybody understand bookkeeping a little bit better. But if it didn't, feel free to ask us a question at podcast at workmanforensics.com or follow us, subscribe, or like us on social media at Workman Forensics. Thanks for listening.